heard his first Beatles song Love me do, I think it wasn't from there It didn't take him long All right. Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. It's Russell Dowden with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and the Texas Hemp Show. Joining me this week on the podcast live from NOCO 7 in Denver, Colorado. Again, uh, Jesse Williams with the uh, Texas Cannabis Collective, uh, always here uh, on the uh, podcast with us. How are you, Jesse? I'm doing good today. And um, our guest next week was, good, was, was Heather Fazio, but Heather's here at NOCO 7. So, uh, uh, good to see you here, Heather. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Live Pleasure from, to see you all in person. Yeah, live. What do you from, know? Live from Denver. Yesterday we had Nathan on, and today we have you here. And so we had Nathan scheduled for Wednesday, and then you for next Wednesday. But you're both here, so hey, let's do this thing in person and uh, and go from there. Heather, of course, with Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy, there's bills up in the House. I know one that Coleman's very excited about is the 1778. What do you know about this one? Tell us what's going on with legislature and in, in things with Texas. And then we'll talk about uh, NOCO and what your thoughts are here uh, in Denver. Yeah, well, you know, I primarily focus on marijuana policy, decriminalization, medical cannabis, and increasingly legalization is on the table for serious conversation at the Capitol. And um, hemp is something that's, of course, on our radar. And with the legislature having uh, established an infrastructure for regulation back in 2019, they're coming back now after their experience of rolling that out. Thousands of licenses have been issued to Texas farmers growing hemp in our state, which is exciting. And, you know, you you learn as you go. And uh, so this is what is known as a cleanup bill to help overcome some of the challenges that they've faced, create more opportunity. Uh, For example, lifting the cap on THC for hemp up to 1% for testing purposes gives farmers a little bit more leeway if their plants have a little bit more. I mean, we're talking about nature and how the sun works in Texas. That's a big deal, isn't it, Heather? I mean, to be able to go from point three, which is pretty strict. And, but that's federal, right? Isn't that the federal uh, point threes for all the states? Yeah, and that's so, exactly right. And so what they're doing by bringing this to 1%, that's the threshold for negligence uh, that the FDA has defined. So if you have more than 1%, you are clearly not trying to keep it under uh, within the guidelines. But if it's up to 1%, they give you that little bit of leeway. It's basically trace amounts. It's supposed to have no THC, but trace amounts are acceptable. And what they're saying is you can go up to 1% without passing that threshold of negligence. Jesse, have you heard of of any farmers or either of you, I'll put this to either of you, I mean, that's such a a crucial part for growers, uh, testing hot. Uh, Do we know of anybody that really, you know, was affected by point, you know, point oh one or oh two that that their crop tested hot? I haven't heard anything on that. I don't know any farmers personally, but I remember talking to people who ran labs. We still had normal meetings. They were like, you'd be surprised and amazed at how many people come in with crops that are actually hot that they were going right over that limit and they're trying to find a way to get it back under. So that 1%, Heather, would be pretty big step in the right direction for growers. Right, and as we make our way into this legal market and industry um, creating these standards uh, is going to continue to become uh, something that we can find out what's reasonable and what's not. And so with remediation, trying to find out what's, what practices can be put into place and what isn't isn't acceptable. I just saw Sid Miller here at NOCO. Um, exciting to see so many Texans, yeah. including statewide Republican elected officials coming to a hemp expo. <laughs> well, that really is cool. And, and, and it was great the other night we all got to kind of mingle in the uh what was that texas takes over noco or something texas takes noco the yeah. presidential suite it yeah, was that great was, that was a lot of fun with you guys thursday yeah. and uh, really getting to meet um, a lot of fellow texans 
you know, we came aboard in this space, Heather, in May of last year when growers could plant. And so, but there's been no events and we haven't really got to be out there uh, except finally with the Taste of Texas Hemp Cup, which I see you're wearing your shirt from the Taste of Texas. Uh, Pat and Patrick and Liz are here too, by the way, um, with Grow House Media. But um, we haven't had the chance to mingle so far yet this year. And Jesse just made that point. I guess I haven't made a normal meeting because nobody's made a normal meeting. They're all online right now. That's right. So we can all make normal meetings. <laughs> so we should <laughs> all be able normal. to make normal.org. That's right. That's right. So I get the emails from them and, 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 and have chimed in on one or two of those but but where did they used to have those at I, I i remember them running ads with me heather so much fun some years ago flamingo cantina that's right that's right that's so yeah i mean i've been going to normal meetings since 2008 it was always great going after work down to flamingo cantina enjoying downtown austin and the mau mau chaplains always played yep. after their shows yep. a classic uh, reggae and uh so we're missing out on that in-person yeah. element of it but they do do their meetings um every month the first wednesday of the month and they're online texasnormal.org is where you can sign up for email alerts they do really great work they're one of the members of our coalition texans for responsible marijuana policy it's about 25 different organizations and we're really proud to be working with folks from all parts of the political spectrum uh, bringing people together where we find common ground which is so desperately needed in this political climate well you know when when we i have a background in radio and, and, and publishing but but i was inspired by the the normal podcast guys because i went and looked at the studio and the guys that do where they do the show I had been to that studio and did a tour of it so uh, good work that uh, that normal does uh, Jackson that crew over there of course. Um, and then also a shout out to Mo uh, at the Mau Mau Chapins I do know them oh yeah uh, they're a great band and they do do those Facebook events where you can actually see the band and their uh, production's the, great it is they oh, yeah. got the moving cameras it looks really it, great it, it, Mau Mau oh yeah they've, they've really went like dived head first into making sure this it, looks great here we are talking about an Austin band live in Denver uh, Colorado <laughs> Noco Seven. What's your thoughts so far here, Heather, with uh, with everything? And we'll touch a little more on the on, on Texas uh, bills. But what do you how do you how do you feel about the Noco event? You so know, I've far? had a really good time. I'm you know so this is this last two weeks has been my first time really getting back to my usual lifestyle, going to events, meeting with people. Of course, we're all trying to be as safe as we can. Um, so it's a little bit risky, but it's all so exciting to be around humans again because it's been so long and it's rewarding. And there are so many people here doing all kinds of things with hemp and I especially love the building zone that has all of these hemp building materials people applying the fiber part of hemp uh, to all of these interesting applications which is all really just getting started yeah that's really exciting part I had on my mind talking about this human interaction. We are socially aggressive species on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> Our survival has been about just how socially we get together. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's important that we get together and see each other and do this. And I, uh, I missed you guys all at that conference last year in Dallas. Well, Heather, what's 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 a hot button right now with with legislation down there in, on Congress Avenue in Austin? Yeah. So, well, so just for a little bit of context, our legislature meets every two years for 140 days, and we are. Ha- a little bit more than halfway through that 140-day period. Uh, so we're halfway through the legislative session. Lawmakers are starting to have hearings on bills. Representative Moody had a bill recently heard. 
It was primarily a prison reform bill that also adjusted penalties for drugs, including marijuana. And so we were promoting that bill a bit, but we're really looking forward to bills that reduce penalties for low-level possession, which is what most people get arrested for, um, including concentrates, which are a felony in the state of Texas. Really? A drop of oil left in your vape pen, one gummy bear left in your suitcase from your trip to Denver uh, could carry you a felony. So we yeah. need to make sure we're real careful in yeah. um, all of that. And so the, our penalties are harsh and unreasonable, but thankfully we have dozens of bills that have been introduced. Uh, we're primarily focused, again, on penalty reduction and medical cannabis. We have over a dozen medical bills to make the Compassionate Use Program more inclusive, add conditions, lift the cap on THC, um, add independent testing so yeah, the products adding, are accountable. Are, is it one of the bills adding more, you know, Expanding on that, is that the more one? All or? of them oh, really? move forward with adding qualifying conditions. The only question is how far does it go? So we have some that add uh, just PTSD, some that add just PTSD for veterans. We have others that add things like uh, Representative Click, who was the architect of the Compassionate Use Program back in 15. She led on expanding it in 19, and she has another bill, House Bill uh, 1535, um, that adds uh, cancer without the, t the qualifier of terminal. So it can be any kind of cancer, oh, wow. chronic pain as a qualifier condition, which is a really big that deal. That would help my wife, who's got rheumatoid arthritis Absolutely. And, um, and lupus. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that would help me uh, help me a lot as well with yeah. rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. yeah, you have that condition. What about glaucoma? Has that been... It doesn't add that it to it. No, this bill adds, like I said, cancer. It adds uh, chronic pain, PTSD for veterans only, but the author has said that she's willing to allow PTSD for everyone. And which author and is it, that? This is Representative Stephanie Click, oh, the right. architect okay. oh. of the Compassionate Use Program. That's right. That's Something right. I noticed that we weren't talking a lot about when this bill came up was that they actually carved out a section that says that DSHS will review and determine whether or not more conditions can be added based on evidence that comes in. And I like hearing that at first, but it kind of gets scary because then... We, when government's it, regulating something, it's scary. So the yeah. question we have to ask ourselves, do we want only a shot every two years with the legislature or year-round with the regulators at DSHS? Well, look at our smokable hemp ban. From what it looks like, and we know to an extent, DSHS did not really come up with this smokable hemp ban, the retail ban. Somebody in the legislature, we're not going to mention the name. Or law enforcement. <laughs> or somebody. Or but pretty much these groups have gone and said, no, don't do this. And you could have a good chunk of DSHS that goes, yeah, we should add this. And then all it takes is one person at the top to go, no. Nope. Some outside influence to go, nope. Yep. Well, and that's why we don't want to see this plant overregulated because those types of things are going to happen all the time. And we know that overregulation drives up prices, it drives out competition. And so we need to make sure that we are paying attention on the statutory side and the regulatory side. So I'm glad to see that provision. I do think it's an improvement. Um, but there are other bills that add a long list of qualifying conditions. And Representative Dominguez, Alex Dominguez from the Valley, he has a bill that doesn't have qualifying conditions. It's let, doc let doctors decide, which is probably how it really should be. We trust them with far more dangerous substances. Was, well, it, was it Briscoe Kane had a tweet where he's like, this should be a doctor-patient relationship. And I'm like, yeah, okay then, put the bill in. Yeah, well, he is certainly supportive of all of our stuff, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, you can have degrees of support, and you may not yeah. be filing the bill and willing to carry it, but you can co-author a bill, and you can make sure that you vote right when it comes down to the floor. And I say because he's one of the most conservative members of the Texas House. Mm -hmm. And who has um, studies in support of legalization. Yes. So we're find, finding unlikely allies um, with yeah. the conservative movement because they're in, they're in favor of limited government and, you know, personal responsibility, free enterprise. So if we can tie this into the 
the values that Texans have, we're going to get a lot further. Well, Heather, how many of the of the representatives? It, it's it's in the past. It's been more Democratic representatives presenting these bills. Are, are we we're starting to see a little more uh, bipartisan with the, with the, the Republican side? Are they submitting bills as well? It certainly is the case that it's Democratic-dominated, mm. but Republicans are wising up. This is a popular issue, and if they want to continue winning elections, they're going to need to do some things that the people want to see done, and marijuana law reform is an easy win. Again, it's in line with their principles. It's in their platform for decriminalization or reduced penalties and medical cannabis. It should be an easy yes, and you know that's why we did see it pass overwhelmingly out of the House, medical and decrim, last legislative session. Of course, we face a big challenge with the president of the Senate the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick. Um, but I'll tell you, I was at a young Republican's dinner the other night, and he started off his speech with a joke about cannabis. It oh, wasn't really? a funny one, but it was a joke about <laughs> cannabis. Yeah, I saw where you, you wrote about that, and I was like, uh, I don't know if he's taking a dig at you or not. I don't know if it's, if it's snarkiness or smugness. Doesn't matter. But if they're talking, talking about, about it, it, we're winning. Well, speaking of that, I think New York State just legalized marijuana recently. Is that Have you guys heard of that? I know they're in the process. I'm not sure if the stamp is on it, the signature yet. I know yet. they're real close with that. And uh, so uh, let's take a quick break. We are live at NOCO 7 in Denver, Colorado with Heather Fazio, uh, Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy. It's a Texas Hemp Show. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. We saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow, pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a micro. Folks, you know, I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and, of course, that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything. Massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com, that's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available. It's unique, and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place, you know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512-645-0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact 
Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. Hey guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, uh, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377 or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So the Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a, some five-acre slot the other day. You can lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reaching out through the podcast here. I want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land and grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there, uh, go check those guys out online, the Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512-387-3377. Thanks, and back to the show. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, the publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. You can pick those up all around the central Texas area at your Whole Foods and HEBs, as well as any CBD store or smoke shop all over the city of Austin right now. And we are live here at NOCO 7 here in Denver, Colorado. Our guest, Heather Fazio, with Texans for Responsible Marijuana Policy. And, of course, riding shotgun with me always is Jesse Williams. How are you guys? Doing good. Thank you. Cool. Well, thanks. This has been a great conversation. It's been a great uh, event for the last few days here. I'm excited just being able to shop around and see things I've never seen before, Heather. Uh, You know, you just don't get the, we don't have those kinds of stores in Texas. And it's an eye opener and it's a real game changer. I hope that Texans as a, you know, Texans are so into the oil and agriculture and energy. How many states are there now? I mean, 30? Well, we have 36 states that have legalized medical cannabis, allowing safe and legal access for patients. Mm -hmm. We have 15 states that have repealed prohibition entirely within their jurisdiction. And the federal government is considering decriminalization at minimum, removing it from the Controlled Substances Act. Um, And other bills propose federal legalization. I tend to propose... Prefer decriminalization and let the states decide. I'm kind of a states' rights kind of girl, and and then we can all handle our own states, right? And it's it's hard sometimes, especially in Texas. We're working hard to change these laws, but I tell you, it's easier to change a law in Texas than it is all the way in Washington D.C. Yeah. What do you think, Heather, about the recent? What was it, Oregon or Washington that just made everything legal? Uh, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you call that, Jesse? When they just it's you know, drug decriminalization. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, just cross- decrim. 
I don't know. I, I, where, what are your thoughts on that? I'm just kind of asking you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, well, there's a distinction between decriminalization, removing penalties for possession, and legalizing it, which establishes an infrastructure for legal sales. So what this state has yeah. done is decriminalize possession of small amounts of drugs. And, you know, when we take a step back and we look at the war on drugs over the last several decades, it has been a failure by every measure. It hasn't reduced rates of use or substance abuse. And, you know, drugs get um, cheaper, they get more dangerous, and they flood the black market. There will always, as long as there's a demand, there will always yeah. be a supply. And when it's in the underground market, when it's shrouded with shame, we have to, we are um, not helping the people that need the help. And if somebody is using, you know, crack as your example, they need help. And this is not a criminal issue. This is a health-related issue. It's an issue for families, churches, communities. And we have taken such the wrong approach. And our speaker, uh, Phelan, Dade Phelan, Speaker of the House in Texas, was just talking at this Young Republicans event um, about, you know, punishing people that we're scared of, that are doing things to hurt others, rather than those people that are doing things that we don't like. And falling out of love with the penal code, this whole tough on crime mentality over the last couple decades in Texas has led to more mass incarceration, and it's not helping the problem. And so falling out of love with the penal code and wanting it to be as big and bad as it can be, and actually start looking at the effects of these policies and how we can roll them out. Now, to your question, do I agree with all of this? I'm not ready to take a stance on that. I do yeah. think decriminalization is probably the right approach uh, because if a person needs help they need help they don't need to go to a jail cell so but much of its mental health uh, absolutely and, and that's it's, they need help and they're not getting help because they're they know in their mind that if this they get caught or if they go ask someone say well we need to process you with the police department first and hence that's why our mental health in this country has become the prison is the number one mental health provider they're becoming the number one health care provider yeah. just yeah. for people who need help medically and mentally. Well, and they shouldn't have to go to prison to get that. That's right. And thankfully, we're starting to have a conversation about how we handle crisis situations. When we, when someone calls 911 because something's going on, do we need to send an officer with a gun? Or could we maybe send so social services if somebody's having a mental health yeah. issue? And oftentimes, drugs are involved. So we're reevaluating how we handle these crisis situations. And I think that it's an important conversation. Have you... Um, one of my friends and colleagues over the years is Kevin Booth. He directed a film. I don't know if you're, you probably know Kevin. Some time ago. Kevin did two or three films, and I've had, um, I had featured American Drug War on mm -hmm. the cover of Weird Magazine many years ago, and then he followed up with another film, uh, How We Won the West, in 2008. But Kevin's going to be on the show soon, and you know when you speak of the drug war, those two films that he did, particularly the American Drug War, just shows how the failed drug war has, has gone, and, and really where we're at with nonviolent offenders and, and this is a big issue for normal uh, and then so, they have a criminal record and it's hard to get a job and it, yeah. you don't have any money and you're, you know, how all of this becomes a cycle, you know? Well, you know, I have a friend of mine that I won't say his name, but he's got a friend of mine right now is having a hard time finding a house to rent in Austin because he has a drug pill thing on his record as a felony. But then, but the funny thing is, Heather, he's since then gotten the mental psychiatrist for the pills so he's legally taking the same pill that he got charged a felony for but having a real hard time just finding a place to live for him and his, himself and his family and and that's just one of those that's a, that's a victim of the drug war that's, that's exactly and that's, right. that's something i talked about last session when i walked around to individual offices as a veteran i was like texas prides itself with how many people leave to go into the military why should some 16 17 year old kid be punished 
for something dumb they did, as simple as smoking a joint underage. I was like, they were, they were being foolish. It is obviously it's not, they're not ready for that. I was like, but at the same time, it shouldn't kill their opportunities, even as simple as something simple as the military. Because once that's on your record, the military season goes, nope, cannot have you, your risk, bye. Yeah. Don't come back. And even for small amounts of marijuana, you know, coming back to marijuana policy, a conviction for even a tiny amount can hinder your access to education, employment, housing, like you mentioned, you know, military service, like you mentioned, your opportunities for professional licensing. If you want to become a nurse or a lawyer, that could become jeopardized. All of these are the collateral consequences that come with a conviction. And so our three priorities when it comes to decriminalization are removing the threat of arrest, jail time, and most importantly, that criminal record. Well, we're all having the conversation, attending events, seeing representatives attending events like this. How was it with Sid? How was Sid? Uh, did you get a chance to hear him? I you didn't, know, I didn't. I, didn't I just saw you. him did walking. Did, did um, you? I, got, I got to hear part of it. Oh, okay. um, I'd always wondered about seed certification. People are consistently asking me about that part of our hemp program. And Sid explained that we don't do seed certification because, or require it, because if a farmer goes to say Oregon, they go to a hemp expo there, and somebody goes, well, we have certified seeds. They buy it, take it back, grow it, and it doesn't grow within the spec that the seed supplier said it was going to. Now you have a farmer going, well, I wanna sue you. I wanna sue you, the seed supplier, because, well, it, it didn't do what you certified it to do. And the person in Oregon goes, no, I'm certified for Oregon, not Texas. You have no case here. So it was done as something actually to protect the farmers. It was one of the few things he said that he wanted extra as part of our program in Texas because that would protect farmers overall. Yeah, and I could see something like that evolving as, you know, trials start happening and people start growing and it gets proved, you know. He mentioned that we will slowly and over time start having seeds certified for Texas. It doesn't even have to happen that slow with how quickly hemp crops turn around. I mean, you can see three times a year how well a certain seed will do at a certain climate. It's true. It's it's an exciting time, that's for sure. It is. There's all kinds of vendors here. There's processing, um, manufacturing, there's seed providers. There's. It's just great to see all the different uh, uh, booths and different businesses that are here attending. I will say I was very proud to hear Sid talk about, he's like, I'm, you said, Heather said, you saw him walking around and he mentioned, he goes, I'm going to walk around the expo and I'm going to look at everything. I need to get my hands on as much as I can because if I'm the head honcho in Texas over this program, I need to know what I'm doing. Especially if he's running for higher office. Yeah, I've heard heard that. Wink, wink, (laughs) wink. Is that, can we talk about that? Or can we speculate that he might run for a a governor position? You know, I I think that he has. I think his ego is kind of, you know, he would, he seems like that he would be that personality for it. And I think he would gain support. Sid is larger than Texas. Yeah. His life is larger than Texas. Yeah, you know, he certainly has the um, the demeanor of a statewide elected official in Texas. And um, I, he certainly postured himself and done some things that put him in a position to possibly do that. Uh, we'll see how things play out. A lot can happen between now and the primaries. But I can tell you, if you're looking out for who's going to be on the ballot, the filing deadline is this December uh, oh, wow. for who's going to be serving in office during the next legislative session and actually the next four years when it comes to statewide elections. So would we know by December if he was making a move for that? Mm-hmm. 
we went yeah. for sure then. So I haven't seen a personality as big as that do that since Kinky Friedman. Went <laughs> and, uh, and I interviewed him in 06 or whenever it was he was Oh, good. come on, through. Matthew McConaughey, though. Let's add him to the list. <laughs> yeah, he would be good, too. <laughs> Our guest, Heather Fazio with Texans for Responsible Marijuana Policy here at NOCO 7 Live from Denver, Colorado. As we wrap things here, we got another couple of minutes with you, Heather. What's, uh, what's really pertinent on your mind as we get back into the second half of session there in, in Austin? Yeah, well, the legislative session wraps May 31st, and that is our deadline to get something across the finish line. And if we don't, the next opportunity isn't until 2023. So let's make sure we are all taking whatever opportunities we have, whether it's a simple phone call to your legislator's office, an email, schedule a visit if you can do a virtual virtual meeting, or if you're feeling safe enough to go to the Capitol, schedule a meeting and go talk to them can, in person. Can, can you go down there? I mean, Heather, what I wanted to do one it's time open. is I would like to, I applied for my press credential, but I have haven't heard back from them yeah. and I don't know because it's the Texas hemp reporter if that's just a little risque I don't know but I want to go down there and maybe hand out some magazines to some of the guys the Capitol there. is open you um, so you have to wear a mask inside the building uh, there's free rapid testing available outside the north entrance of the Capitol which I recommend people do just to just to know you're safe it's free it's fast mm-hmm. um, but if you are going to uh, visit the Senate chamber for a hearing uh-huh, uh-huh. or to the gallery to watch business in the Senate Senate, you have to be tested. The Senate has a rule requiring that within their business, anybody in there has to be tested. Some offices are requiring you to be tested. So after you're tested and you test negative, you'll get a, a wristband. Or if you can prove that you got vaccinated, that will also um, okay. suit them. Um, so those are the restrictions that are on the Capitol. But you can go and visit lawmakers. We have a lot of work to do and we're facing a lot of challenges. Our state is is facing um, some big, big items like the energy crisis, the COVID yeah. crisis, the economic crisis as a result of the government's action to the COVID, COVID crisis. Unemployment crisis as a result of Absolutely. the same Absolutely. Sunset. Redistricting. Texas, mm-hmm. Texas lost, I think it was like almost 10% of its tax revenue due to COVID. Our neighboring state, Louisiana, actually had an increase in their tax revenue and despite all of how lax we were as Texas air quote lax. We lost 10%. Like we're leaning states on how much tax revenue we lost, which isn't a good thing. We got to have uh, something to make it up. I mean, I'd, I'd rather, uh, let's talk about reduced spending. Okay. I mean, these yes. people spend way too much money on things that none of us would really want them to be spending our money on. So, you know, taxes are going down that they're getting. So why don't we bring the spending down? I know there's a crazy idea in conservative oh, Texas. They, 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 they could spend it on winterization of power plants. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we certainly have a lot uh, on our, t- on our plates at the legislature. Yeah. And that means that we have to work even harder to make this issue a priority. And we have to do it in a professional way so that it gets the consideration that it deserves. And so many advocates are rising to the occasion, contacting their lawmakers, signed up for our lobby day that we're hosting. I think this might air after the lobby day, um, but we're excited about hosting that event. And, you know, um, sign up for our email list at texasmarijuanapolicy.org. We send out action alerts, updates along the way, and we'll make sure that you know exactly what you can do at every step of the legislative process. Heather Fazio, our guest, Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy. What's the website again? Fire that off for everyone, too. TexasMarijuanaPolicy.org. You can learn more about our coalition partners. You can sign up for our email list, find out the legislation that's been filed. Craft your testimony. If you have something personal to share with lawmakers, we'll help you and make it easy. We need all hands on deck right now in Texas. Also, just as a quick reminder for the listeners, if you haven't picked up a new issue of Texas Hemp Reporter, there's a great article that Stacy did with Heather Fazio uh, on 
on page 32, so pick that up. Uh, Heather Fazio, one of the hardest working women in marijuana policy reform. Thanks for being a part of the Texas Hemp Show. Enjoy the rest of your stay here at NOCO 7 and uh, from Denver, Colorado, and uh, maybe we'll see you guys a little later this evening. Looking forward to it. Thanks, y'all. All right. Thank you, Heather. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, it's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back after this. Folks, you know, I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and, of course, that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything, massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com, that's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available, and it's unique, and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place, you know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512-645-0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. Hey guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, uh, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377. Or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So the Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 9. 
969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a, some five-acre slot the other day. You can lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reach it out through the podcast here. I want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land and grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there. Uh, go check those guys out online, the Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512-387-3377. Thanks, and back to the show. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I am Russell Dowden, publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. News, trends, culture, health, and we are experiencing all of that here in Denver, Colorado, uh, at the NOCO 7 I know about that health part. I don't know about that health part, man. This this mile-high altitude (laughs) thing is really messing with my lungs. You know, I think it was messing with my knee the first day I was here. I was like, why does my knee hurt? (laughs) (laughs) Change in barometric pressure. Uh, Maybe it is something like that. I was telling uh, my girlfriend that the other day. uh, uh, Yeah, you're noticing that. But do you have asthma? Yeah. So that's a little... Normally, like, I went to Florida a week ago, spring break. Walked around an entire neighborhood, and I was so relieved because Texas allergies have been killing me. And I refused to believe it was Texas allergies. But I get to Florida, and everything clears up. I'm not, I'm not coughing up crap. I go out walking. It was great. No asthma attack. I get back to Texas. We're not there like 30 minutes. I'm like, help. The mile-high city here in Denver. I was born in Longmont, just north here near Boulder, um, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, but this has been a lot of fun here at NOCO 7. Coleman upstairs working the booth. He didn't get to chime in with us on this show here with Heather here on Saturday. Uh, we recorded that one yesterday just a little later in the evening. It was a little easier for him to break away. Yeah, that's why there's so much ambient noise on this episode yeah yeah yesterday's with uh, nathan thanks for nathan uh, uh, from implants uh, yesterday on the podcast yeah we recorded that later in the day and, and it was winding down everything so was pretty much becoming dead you, you can hear all of this background with and then by the time comments. we actually got out of here it was like a graveyard we were like the last two people out of the building <laughs> i think they were <laughs> wrapping all of our equipment up well, again, the Texas Hip Reporter magazine available all around Austin. We are excited that the magazines are now available in those HEBs and Whole Foods. You can pick those up. And then um, and then we're getting calls from growers and, and people that are picking them up in uh, retail stores that hadn't received them before. So we're beginning positive feedback from the central Texas area where folks are, are now getting the Texas Hemp Reporter where they hadn't been before. So excited about that. We're working on some stories that haven't really gotten... A lot of things assigned, maybe about a half a dozen uh, for our May issue that'll be coming out here around Cinco de Mayo. But uh, what's uh, what do you got for us? Anything uh, on an article that you're going to be doing for the Cannabis Collective or for the Hip Reporter on NOCO? You're going to be writing something up. I'll here? probably write something about NOCO. Yeah, and seeing Sid Miller talk and 
just how the, this, the layout, I was not appreciative of the layout of the expo. It's a great expo, but I don't like being snaked around like it's a Black Friday shopping line. <laughs> it's Ikea. Yeah, it's like an Ikea. If you ever been to Ikea, they got the, like these arrows on the ground you have to follow. No, I've never been to Ikea. You, you go in and like they, they walk, you got to walk through the whole store. It's very difficult to make shortcuts through Ikea. But they've got little arrows on the ground. This way, this way, and they pretty much they've IKEA'd this expo. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I had to go over there get the orange sticker. Well, there's just, and then you come back and you have to come in this way again. So we wanted to bring equipment in, and we couldn't take the shortcut. The guy's like, "Well, tough." <laughs> it's all right. They're being safe here, and that's for a good reason. Again, we're from Texas, and you know the states opened up over there. Things here in Colorado were still at. 25%, as we found out in, in, in dining here and visiting parts of the city, it's a lot different uh, than what we were accustomed to with our expectation is a little, I guess, more liberal. To an extent. <laughs> it just seems strange. I was telling Heather when I was walking up here about, it's like, yeah, you walk up to this place and there's tables upon table of people just with no mask and just talking, going at it, having food. And you go up to the hostess, surrounded by all these people, and the hostess has a mask on. And you don't. And they're like, you, we, you, we need to ask you to put your mask on, please. And it's like, why? Why? They look at it. Nobody around me has a mask on. Yes, but they're seated and they're eating. And somehow yeah. it's like, so there's something magical about sitting down and eating. They're having a beer while you sit. And if you're having a beer, you can't have a beer it's, standing. It's much more safer than yeah. standing and, up. And you can't stand and have a beer either. <laughs> it's it, just, it is, it's, it's very different. But... Uh, Things moving back along uh, as we're allowed to have some events. So it is good to, to have an event and, and be a part of it. This is only my second event since I've been in this space here since last year's um, attending the uh, Taste of Texas hemp. I'm saying, I don't know what your view is on it. I'm saying part of the reason why I would say I'm not worried as much going in is I've been vaccinated. There's people who they don't want to do that. That's their choice. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I know there's going to be someone who's listening to me talk about going and having a beer and going, how dare you? You got asthma. And rheumatoid arthritis and going out with no mask. Well, <laughs> but yeah, you've been I, vaccinated. Um, but I got vaccinated. Yes, that's true. Well, well, that's a good thing. I hope people are being safe out there. We're, we're having a good time here at the uh, NOCO 7 Expo from Denver. We're going to wrap things up here with this show. But there are some events in Central Texas and Texas. The Texas Triangle Tour is coming up on in, in to Dallas on July 9th and 10th. But uh, closer to us in Austin on May 14th and 15th. And that's the Lucky Leaf Expo. You can get your tickets online at luckyleafexpo.com. Um, those three big Texas shows they're doing is the Texas Triangle Tour. Again, Austin, the 14th and 15th of May, and then up in Dallas on the 9th and 10th of July, and then later in the year at Houston on November 5th and 6th. So the Lucky Leaf Expo uh, will have a 2021 Texas Triangle Tour with those three cities beginning in Austin, then Dallas and Houston. And then the Lucky Leaf guys, Jess, also do it there in Oklahoma City in in September, and then uh, Jackson, Mississippi in October. So our friends over there at Lucky Leaf putting on several prominent events like this in beginning in Texas and there in Austin on May 14th and 15th. So check that out if you'd like to attend one of their events in your community. That's LuckyLeafExpo.com. Yeah, we're, we're excited to, to see how things shape up in the 87th legislature. And uh, thank you to our guest, Heather Fazio, the Texans for the Responsible Marijuana Policy, joining us this week from NOCO 7. We will be off next week, but no one else will know because our two podcasts, we just did them. So we're going to take a break on Wednesday, you and I. Yes. 
We'll two, need a break. Two birds, one stone, one event. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. The two one one. All right, let's go grab some hemp. Hemp? I said hemp. Hemp? Nothing silly. Just hemp. 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 We'll have a little fun here in Denver, Colorado, guys. Thanks for listening. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll see you next week. Thank you.